one who promised us that he has gone away not to stay but to come again and to receive us as his own put your hands above your head and give him what due unto his name all the glory and honor belongs to jesus he says he, he shares his glory with no man and this morning i'm not here to share the glory of god i'm not here this morning to take the glory of god robona Come if you're in the house this morning, stand to your feet. The atmosphere is already set and it's already charged. Glory to God. Robona Ribas Katai. Yondo Rababas Yando, we push back every plan of the enemy this morning. We push back every dart of the enemy. We push back all his plans and his forces. Oh, good God Almighty. And we declare that God reign in this place. We declare that God reign in our lives. We declare that God reign in the church of the living God. We declare it doesn't matter what man may do. He has built his church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The church of God still has the voice of God. And so God, we give a praise this morning. We give a praise. We give a praise. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you honor. Oh God, we bow. We bow. We bow. We bow our hearts. We bow our knees. We bow. We bow in adoration. We bow in humility. We bow before you, good God Almighty, so that you can be exalted, so that you can have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. You are the butter this morning. We are the clay. Have your way. Mold us and make us. Shape us, Lord, in what you desire to fashion us in. God Almighty, have your way this morning. Have your way, God. You are God all by yourself. And there is none that can be compared to you. You are God and we are not. Oh God, you are supreme, you are high. And you look low, I just want to exalt him this morning. Oh, because he's my ransom king. I just want to exalt him because he's my ransom savior. I just want to exalt him because when I was in my trespasses and sin. Oh God Almighty, when men would have made up their noses. Oh God. Oh, 
God, I love you this morning. 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 Put your hands together and just give God a mighty, mighty, mighty clap praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So this morning, I just want to thank the Holy Spirit for saving me. Are you happy that the Lord has saved you? When I look on my life, oh God, the things I could be involved in, where I could have been this morning, oh God, I just want to thank God this morning for saving me. Glory to God. So I just want to thank the Holy Spirit, who is my harbor this morning. I want to really thank him. I want to thank my family, my husband who is not here uh, thank you for being such, the, such a good husband and father to his children. And I also want to just thank our Apostle Wayne Palmer and Reverend Melody Palmer for just being such great, good, humble shepherd to us at Jubilee Worship Center here at 36 to 38 Valleys Road. Yes, I think that, des that's, that deserves a clap. Yes, humble servants of God. They are not hirelings, they are servants. Put their hands together for them. And I want to thank them this morning for having confidence in me, for having faith in me, and for giving me the opportunity to stand behind this holy podium this morning. And of course, I want to thank you, the saints of God in the house. Put your hands together for yourself. Thanks for coming and sharing in this time of worship before the King of Kings. And to those all across the nation, all across the world, on the online platform, we want to thank you, I want to thank you for joining in and sharing in our service here at Jubilee Worship Center. All the Jubilee Worship Center members at home, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, on your veranda, outside, wherever you are, greetings to you and thank you for tuning in and having me to serve you with a word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm not going to be long for sure this morning, but I'll just release this short word that the Lord would have rested on my heart. And I'm going to ask you all in the realm, in the spirit, along with the angels who are in heaven, just to stay in tune to hear what the Lord would have to say to us this morning. Hallelujah. And I like to start like this. I am free. Praise the Lord. I am free. Are you free in the house? <laughs> no longer Chains holding me, my soul is resting. It's such a blessing. Woo. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! I'm free. Come on, are you free this morning? Come 
morning, we are in the house. You are on the platform and you are tuned in. And we are coming from the book of St. John. Glory to God. Father, we pray again this morning. You said we ought to keep on praying. You said we ought to pray without ceasing. And so God, I offer myself before you this one more time. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way in me. I pray, God, that you will kill every ounce of flesh in me. And I command my spirit to come into contact. I command my spirit to line up with that of the Holy Ghost now in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, may your world will be done today as you continue to bless this message and cause it to go forth and bear fruit and reach to the heart of your people. Father, I declare that it will not return void, but it will accomplish to wherever it's been sent. It will accomplish to wherever it has been planted. And Father, I thank you today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the church of God everywhere say amen. Amen. So we open with the scripture from St. John 8. And I'll be reading verses 1 through to 12. And then I will skip over to verses 32 to 36. You can follow as I read. Jesus went on to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses is the law commanded, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? I want you to stick up in there. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. I'll read that verse again. For when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, 
let him first cast the stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, No man. No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Verse 32. And he shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? He shall be free, he shall be made free. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Certifix and last. If the son shall be free indeed. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son, as therefore, make you free, you are free indeed. A portion of the written word of God. May we all say, Amen. Glory to God. So I'll just go a bit simple this morning as I will crescendo into where the Lord is taking us. So John was one of the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ. He was the author, of course, of the book that we are we're in, this Gospel of John. And he also wrote the book of Revelation known as the John the Revelator or John the Divine. He also penned the epistles, the first, second, and third epistles or letters, you may call it, of the book of John as well. It is also said that he was one of the youngest. And so I know that God can use just about anyone he chose. He can cause his anointing to fall. He can allow his spirit to fall on anyone he chooses. It was said that John was one of the youngest apostles. And he was also an evangelist. But the main message in the gospel this morning written by John was to introduce Jesus Christ. So Jesus, John introduced Jesus as the divine word, which we know about the, the logo. We talked about the logo, the logo, the word. So that is how John introduced Jesus to us. And so he started in chapter 1 by saying, In the beginning was the word, 
and the word was with God, and the word was God. But so even while John focuses on the divinity or the divine word of God, he also make mention in his gospel the humanity of God. He also focuses and introduces to us Jesus Christ in his human nature. Amen? So it is saying to us that Jesus Christ bore the things we are going through today. Jesus has gone through because he had that human nature. So, God, so John reveals us, reveals Jesus unto us, and that Jesus brought to us grace and truth. Now that grace and truth wiping away what was laid down, the Mosaic law, the law of Moses given to us and to the world according to St. John 1 and the verse 17 which says to us, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Oh, we are so covered by the grace of God. If it had not been, the songwriter said, for the Lord on my side, where would I be today? If it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you be today? So God Jesus Christ came with grace and truth. Hallelujah. However, in the chapter in which we are focused, in chapter 8, Jesus was still in Jerusalem teaching in the temple. He was challenged by the Jews. Oh boy, these people. Hey, like we as God's servants and people today, we are challenged every day. Glory to God. <laughs> ah, and so Jesus, he was challenged by the Jews. He was brought to him. A woman was brought to him, right? So that they could test him to see how he would have treated with her. Amen? They made every matter a controversy in the chapter as it pertains to Jesus Christ. And as it pertains to us as his children, people... Everything about your life for some people is a controversy. But I'm here today to say to you, hallelujah, that Christ came with his grace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why you are standing. And that's the reason why I am standing. Hallelujah. So every matter was made as a controversy. They had problem with Jesus pertaining to him being even the light of the world. <laughs> they had concerns about his fathers and their fathers. And the scripture says, Christ endured all. He endured all that was brought against him. As it pertains to the woman caught in adultery, Jesus demonstrated the act that they were acting hypocritically. I'm taking my time. I don't want to go ahead of myself. So Jesus demonstrated to them that they were acting hypocritically like most of us today, like most of the people in the church today. Hallelujah. They were using the law at Jesus. 
They were saying, Moses, give us this law. Let us see if you are going to break it. Let us see how you are going to demonstrate it with this woman that we have caught in adultery. And so, they themselves, when Jesus looked at the situation, Jesus realized that they were acting so hypocritically and that they were acting out of conscience and that they, they, were, they were just having their judgment moment at that time. And that's what I want to say too. There are some people who cast their mouth at you and they're just having their, their judgment moment. Somebody said judgment moment. They're just having their judgment moment. Glory to God. But Jesus was not fooled because he's the Christ. And so Jesus showed the woman mercy and love. And Jesus exercised the right judgment. Somebody say right judgment. And so my topic and my theme to you today is free indeed. Turn to your neighbor if you can. If you're on the platform, speak to yourself. If you are, if you are, if you are joined in with your family, turn to your next of kin or those who are sharing this moment with you and said, free indeed. I am free. Free indeed. Why am I free? I'm free because Jesus made me free. Man could not do it. My mother could not do it. My father could not do it. My loving husband can't do it. Neither can my children. But the effective, efficacious blood of the risen Lamb of God was shed so that I can be free. And so that you, you can be free. Promise to take my time. So when I look at the word free, the Merriam-Webster dictionary says, free is given without charge. What does that mean? No pay, no money exchange, no fee. It doesn't even, not even a barter. It was free. So free is getting something without charge. It went on to say, free also means having liberty. When somebody having liberty means that we are not bound, we are loosed, we are not chained up. It says free means not being a slave or a prisoner. We are not locked up in prison. We are not captives. We are not bound up, locked up in a place where there, 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 there's no freedom. We can't come out. Free. Not controlled by an harsh ruler or law. So we are free today if we understand all these definitions, right, teacher? 
of the word free. And so the biblical definition is not far from this. It says free is to be at liberty. Unbound. We're not bound up. We're not cast in chains. You are free from bondage. Leviticus 25.10 says, And he shall all of the fifth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and he shall return every man unto his possession, and he shall return every man unto his family. Freedom has come to the land. Freedom has come to your home. Freedom has come to your church. Freedom has come to the nation. Isaiah 61 says, the spirit, it talks about the office, oh God, of Jesus Christ. Now, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. This is what Jesus Christ has come to do in the name of Jesus. He come to set us free and to make us uh, have this kind of freedom. The Spirit of the Lord now is upon me, anointing me to heal the broken heart, to heal the set captives free, to comfort them that mourn. To fill their lips with praise, to pour the oil of joy, so that you may be a tree, a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Jesus Christ came to set us free, to give us oil, joy for mourning, is anointing oil, cleanses and washes and purifies and causes us to shine again. Where we were sad, he gives us joy to shine. Where we were bound up, he gives us the liberty to be free again. Jesus come to set us free. And with that said, I'm just going to look at three points. It could be more. But I'm only going to look at three points or three ways in which Jesus Christ has set us free. Jesus frees us from the law. And I want for you to tune in and just to listen carefully. It's a very simple word to us today. But this word is just building our confidence and reassuring us of who we are in God. Reassuring our position in God. Man did not save you. Man did not save me. It was Jesus Christ. 
in his humble state who decide to take it on himself being obedient to his father to bore your sin your shame and mine hallelujah glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God so Romans 7 and verse 6 but now by dying to what once bound us we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the whole way of the written code so Jesus came to release us from the laws of Moses the laws of, the Mo of Moses that would condemn us Jesus Christ came with the new way Jesus Christ came with his spirit the spirit of the Holy Ghost that can wipe away the old code, the old state, the old way. And Jesus would have made a new way for you and I to trod on. So we are not no longer bound to the Mosaic law, but we are bound to the righteousness of God, of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 3 to 4 puts it like this. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be sin, to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the spirit now the law was only able to point out sin the law was only able to condemn sin the law could not purify the sinner neither could it wash away the sinner's sin glory to God I love you Jesus it was powerless to do all that however it still plays a vital role in our ethical and moral way of living amen but it could not wipe away our sins it could not purify us glory to God thank you Jesus and so it could not do that. We are now being led in a new way. By a new spirit. The spirit of the Holy Ghost. Which brings us into salvation. So because the law could not purify us. It could not offer unto us salvation. It couldn't do that. And for us to encounter Jesus. And to escape earth and to reunite with Jesus Christ when he comes back which you and I know he will because he said he has gone to prepare a place that where he is you and I may be also right so because the law could not bring us into salvation then Jesus Christ himself had to come to wipe away all that and give us the avenue to salvation 
And so you and I today can live in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Galatians 5.18 tells us, if we are led by the Spirit, we are not under the law. Glory to God. So thank God for Jesus Christ. Somebody say, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And so Peter told us in Acts 15.10 that the law was a yoke which none of us was able to bear. None of us could have bared that. None of us would have been in existence today. As a matter of fact, I believe that the world would have been in none effect would not have been in existence because that law of Moses, I don't know how much person would have been alive today. And so Paul as well tells us in Colossians 2.14 that Christ blot out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out the way nailing it to the cross to the cross the songwriter says at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart Rolled away, it was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I am happy all the way. Jesus nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? the foot of the cross were my sins laid at the foot of the cross my shame was laid at the foot of the cross because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and so God free us from the burden of the law and brings us into his righteousness so we are free from the bondage of the law where we would have been in captivity. Where we wouldn't have no freedom, no liberty. We are free from the law. Secondly, I told you I won't belong. Secondly, we are free from sin. Hallelujah. The songwriter said there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Our sin were atoned for by the cleansing blood. And as we're still in the season of Yom Kippur, this season of coming to God, 
giving him this time of repentance and confession, acknowledging his act on the cross. Oh, he went to the cross to mend us, to mend our broken pieces. He went to the cross so that our families can come back together. He went to the cross so that I can come back into him when I was out there far away. It's a time when we come and acknowledge that we are falling short and say, God. And so we want to thank him today for his atoning blood. His blood that is so effective. His blood that ransomed you. His blood that make you clean, that make me clean. Hallelujah. Uh, the book of Isaiah put it like this. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as wool. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a lot of songs coming to my mind, to my heart right now. Well, I just don't want to just keep singing, but we want to thank God for his blood this morning. The songwriter says, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Oh, I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as The blood of pigeons could not have done it. The blood of even the firstborn lamb of goats could not have done it. Only the blood, the purified blood of Jesus Christ could have washed away your sins and washed away mine. Romans 6.22 put it like this. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, 
the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Romans 6, 6 and 7. For we know not that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. If you have caused yourself to die, you are free from sin. Dying from the things of the world, dying from our trespasses and the things that we so love and think that will edify our lives, when we give all of that and embrace Jesus Christ, eternal life would be your portion. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. I'm free, oh God. I'm free indeed. Somebody said, tell your neighbor, I'm free. We have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And so we thank God we are slaves to his righteousness, not to self-righteousness or to ourselves. But we are slaves to the righteousness of God. We have switched partners. So we are no longer serving Satan and the laws of the land. And we are no longer under the bondage of the law of Moses. But we have now switched our partners. We have now switched our masters. And we are now slaves to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are no longer serving two masters. We are not serving the master of unrighteousness and unholiness. But we are serving the righteousness of God. Walking in his obedience and doing his will. I am free. I am free. When you think about freedom, it makes you independent. When you think about freedom, it makes you strong. When you think about freedom, and freedom, I'm talking about freedom in God, it, it makes you confident. This freedom in God gives you an assurance that you can go through troops and leaps over wall. This confidence, this kind of freedom gives you that liberty to do the things which you thought you could not have done. This kind of liberty and freedom gives you that avenue to overthrow demons and devils. This kind of freedom, this liberty functionizes you to do the things that seems impossible because you are free in God. While I was going through and trying to prepare, most of this is just what the Lord just speak and I just looked for the scriptures and just get them in place. But I was looking for a song and I realized that I could not sing this song. So I decided to Share the word of the song with you as the Lord would have led me. A portion of the song says, It is finished. The battle is over. It is finished. 
there'll be no more war. It is finished. The end of the conflict. It is finished. And Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Yet in my heart, the battle was raging. Not all prisoners of war have come home. These were battlefields of my own making. I didn't know that the war had been won. So there are some people who are still living in their chains and in their bondages because they do not understand that Jesus Christ has come to release them from the bondages of sin. Oh, good God Almighty. And all those words that have been spoken over their lives, they're not understanding that Jesus Christ did the finishing work on the cross so that you can be free and at liberty. Then I heard that the king of the ages had fought all my battles. Good God, Robobo. Ribababa Kostanda, I'm getting in there now. Yondo Rubo Kostanda. Jesus Christ has fought all my battles. There are some fights you don't have to fight. Oh, good God Almighty. There are some fights I don't have to fight. Hey, God. Because Jesus, he took that on. And he said, look here, no man. Look at Job, Jesus Christ. Oh, Job went to, oh, the devil to attack Job. And Jesus said, have you considered my servant Job? That's the same question he's asking the devil about you and about me this morning. Have you considered my servant Antoinette? Have you considered my servant Gary? Have you considered my servant Ollie? Have you considered... Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Have you considered the battle is over and the victory is won? Somebody said victory, 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 and the victory was mine. Ah, God songwriter says and the victory was mine for the claiming good God Holy Ghost thank you oh God oh and now praise his name I am free the victory is mine for the claiming and now I am made free it is finished the con Hey, good God Almighty, it is finished. Hey, God, and I hear the word in, 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 in Second Chronicles saying, Oh, the, the battle is not yours. Come on, Andrew, the battle is not yours. Marlene, the battle is not. The battle is not yours. Lacar, the battle. It's not yours. It's not mine. The battle belongs to God. You know, the Bosa. Ruba Baba 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 Baba
People thought they could have kept you in bondage, but little did they know, oh good God Almighty, that when I went, oh God, along Port Anderson Road, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, when I did rededicate my life, ah, oh, let me back up a bit, people did not understand, oh God, that when I went to the seaside and gave my heart to the Lord, that my battles, oh God, were over, because God fought it for me, hey, and as the years go by, oh God Almighty, and I decided to rededicate myself to God, oh for God Almighty, under the preacher at Caymanasa, people did not understand battles were already won and the victory oh good God Almighty I receive the victory of God I claim it and for that reason today I am free I don't know how long you gave your heart to the Lord but I want to tell you that on that moment when you gave your heart to God Jesus victory was already yours the war what you are facing today good God Almighty understand this that was already dealt with at the cross whatever you are facing with today understand this very well that Jesus Christ already paid the price for it I want it to soak in right now because some of us uh, we are living uh, our lives uh, because it matters uh, what people say some of us uh, are living our lives uh, because it matters uh, what people do but I come this morning to break it uh, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, because uh, your mouth uh, and your words uh, are not effective uh, oh God Almighty and I Lord of Jesus Christ over your tongue today and over your actions because your sins and mine they were laid at the cross they were laid at the feet of Jesus Christ the efficacious blood washed away my sin it washed away yours oh God Sheep, 
mama Cassandra for your sin and mine for your shame and mine the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for your life and mine the blood of Jesus Christ Holy Ghost. And I'm on my last point. I'm on my last point. Jesus frees us from condemnation. Jesus Christ frees us from condemnation. Condemnation means criticism. It means disapproval. It also means hey, to pronounce judgment, to accuse, or to pass judgment. What did I say Jesus free you from? Condemnation. Hallelujah. Revelation 12.10 tells us that Satan, who is he? The accuser. Thank you, Queen Sandra, you're with me. Hey, Revelation 12.10 tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us when? Oh, often. Night and day, the scripture say, every time once you are in God, striving for God, walking for God, doing the things, you are going to be criticized. You are going to be ostracized. You are going to be accused. Ah, the devil, he accused us day and night, every minute, every hour. Zechariah 3, 1 tells us also that he accused Joshua. Joshua the high priest was standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. He also accused Job. Oh good God almighty. Satan the accuser of the brethren. And so on look at these two words in, 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 in legal terms. Accuse in the legal term. I'm touching touch your field, Minister Stephen. I'm touching touch your field. So to be accused is to be formally charged but not yet tried for committing a crime. Am I correct, sir? Thank you. Because you see, I'm not a pro, I'm not a pro of this, you know. The, 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 the lawyer in training. So I have to consult him, right? Hallelujah. And so, to be accused, yes, is to be formally charged, but not yet tried for committing a crime. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. And there is what we would call the acquittal. And this means, that is not my definition, I borrowed it. All right? So, lest you think I'm taking glory for this. Acquittal. A judgment of court based on the decision of either a jury or a judge that a person accused is not 
guilty of the crime for which he has been tried. Jesus, I love that. Why do I love it? Tell somebody, Satan is the accuser. Come on, no man, talk it. Satan is the accuser. Jesus, but I'm acquitted. Come on, are you feeling it? Satan is the accuser, but I'm acquitted. Why am I acquitted? Because Jesus Christ is my judge and my jury. somebody no condemnation the judgment we so deserve has been paid in full the judgment that we so deserve has been paid in full our judgment was paid for at the cross nothing owing on it it wasn't paid in installment either. It wasn't a layaway plan. It was paid in full. 
So your words can't kill me. My words can't kill you. It doesn't matter what you think about me. If you want to flip the pages and read my book, it doesn't matter because my sins have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you want to go back in the past and dig up what you want to dig up, that's fine with me because I'm certain that the God that I serve, oh good God Almighty, has made me clean. He washed me. He purchased me with his blood and with the same blood, he cleansed me. With the same blood, he washes me. Oh God, it was paid in full. Some people still don't understand that the purpose in the body of Christ, there are persons still drinking milk. They don't understand what it is to eat hard food. When I eat it, not the physical one, I love one of stew peas and, and with something name and cook it with strong. Strength, 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 ten or something like that with the pork in it. The pigtail. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a eater of pork, you know, so I can't get, I don't get it right. But you love to eat the hard food, the dumpling and the yam, the rice and peas and the oxtail cooked down in bean, and you're good like that. But when it is time to eat the word of God and the truth of God, you can't handle it. You can't manage it. You don't know the fact that the simple message that Jesus went to the cross for your sin. And when you are being accused, all you have to do is remember that the blood of Jesus Christ has acquitted you. Don't condemn your brother. Don't condemn your sister. And I'm going to get there because you're going to find yourself in trouble if you continue to live like this. Some of you are brazen enough to speak some things about your brother. Speak some things about your sister like you know it as a fact. Remember, the woman was caught in adultery. She was caught in adultery. But some of the things that your brethren or your enemies have been doing to you, they did not see. They don't go hear about it. Somebody run. To them, I'm telling did you know say Antoinette, na 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 na. Did you know that Sandra, na 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 na. They did not even see, but they only heard something. They latched on to it, 
and start to spread it like wildfire, like it is truth. But I shut it down now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every lie that has ever been spoken over your life, every lie that has ever been spoken over mine, every lie that has ever been uttered because Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, with his effective blood, would have purged and cleansed. The wrath of God was poured out on his son, Jesus, at Calvary. Jesus, the wrath of God for the penalty of my sin. For the penalty of your sin. That none of us. None of us. Would have been condemned. Somebody said no. Condemnation. And so in the chapter of our focus. A woman was brought before Jesus. I'm going right there now. My notes. A woman was brought before Jesus. She was caught in the very act of idolatry. For, for and the full length of the law, they wanted her to receive the full length of the law. They wanted her to be stoned, and not just stoned, to be stoned to death. Why is it that it is so easy for you to condemn and to bring accusation? Why is it so easy? Because you may not be living a life of repentance on a daily basis. The scripture says to us that we ought to come to him in repentance daily. When I look at my sister, I should be able to see the glory of the Lord and the presence of God radiating and transcending and, and just moving upon him or her, my brother or sister. Not to be judgmental and want to condemn. Not to go back and dig up their past or even imagine what their past would be like. Because some people are very good at that. They look at you, just like when they just look at you and say, they hate you. They can look at you and just come up with something and say, you know she used to this, and you know she used to that. Lie from the pit of hell. No condemnation. So I want to remind us, because some of us, easy to forget. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. I said I was going to take my time. That is why I'm trying to take my time. Because I want for you to understand what these verses are actually saying to us. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 to 11. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither... The sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor male prostitute, 
nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And the scripture continues to say, so were such of you, so were such of us, murderers, thieves, liars, gossipers, homosexuals, deceivers, so were such of you. So what gave you the power now to condemn your brother or your sister who you assume to be in positions like these? And whether or not they are, you were once there. One thing I know is that the church of God, sometimes we quickly go into amnesia. We're easy to forget. We have no memory of the stuff that we used to do and what God has done for you. But you are quick to pass judgment. The Bible says, there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Why are you then condemning your brother? Why are you then condemning your sister? And such were some of us. Church people have short memory. Forgetting the things. Continue to judge and condemn and accuse. Falling in a state of amnesia. No memory you automatically have some memory loss. Jesus help up in here. And so the Bible says they brought the woman to Jesus because they all forgot that they were once there. That they were idolaters, fornicators, liars, thieves. And they were all that and more. They all forget. Ready to stone the woman because they forget that there were once there. May I ask you, where are your stones? Where are your stones? Jesus looked at them, looked at the accusers, and he said, if any among you without sin cast the first stone at her you're on the platform any among you without sin cast the first stone the scripture said they were convicted by their own consciences and I believe obviously and automatically the amnesia disappear and they all came back into remembrance and they were able to walk away one by one dropping their stones because 
there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. One by one, they went away. Where are thine accusers? Jesus asked the question, where are thine accusers? She answered, no man. They all left. Not one was there to continue the condemnation because they would have realized that they too would need to be stoned. And so they could not turn the stone on themselves. So I guess it was easier to just drop it and walk away. Where are thine accusers? And as I said before, many persons were not even caught. Many persons was not even seen. But because of gossip. Gossip. And I want to charge the people of God today to desist from gossiping. Desist from tailbearing. We are in a season and we are in a time when God is doing a new work and a new thing across the globe, across the world in the body of Christ. It is time, it is high time that we realize and come into recognition that we can't continue to live in this old way because God is doing a new thing. Where are thine accusers? who have come to condemn you. None is here, my Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your sin. Go now and live sinless. Go now and live your life of sin. There is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life if the son therefore shall make you free he shall be free indeed put your hands above your heads and give the lord a mighty praise give the lord that praise you are free and i am free there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. We were bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from the law of sin. Jesus Christ's blood frees us from the law of Moses. Jesus Christ frees us from the law of condemnation.
We are free today. And who the sun set free is free indeed. God bless you. I am free.